So first John chapter 4 verse 17 in the New Living Translation. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment. But we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Amen. We live like Jesus. In the street by a bar? No. No. In this world. We live like Jesus. We live like Jesus. Amen. Now, there is another translation called the voice translation. I don't think we have that in our app, so I'm going to read it to you. The same passage of scripture in called the voice translation. It says, this love is fulfilled with us so that on the day judgment on, on the day of judgment, we have confidence based on our identification with Jesus in this world. Oh, you have it. I didn't know that. Oh, great. This love is fulfilled with us. So that on the day of judgment, we have what, church? Confidence. But our confidence is based on something. As we identify with Jesus Christ. Our confidence, another word for confidence is what? Faith. Faith. Our faith will grow, our confidence will increase, but this can only happen as we do what? As we identify with Jesus in this world. Alright, so I have another translation it's called the New Living Version. It's called the NLV. I don't know if. Uh, uh, Rachel can pull it. I didn't, I didn't even know we have this, but thank you so much. The New Living Translation, there you go. He said, Love is made perfect in us when we are not ashamed as we stand before him on the day he judges. For we know that our life in this world is what? His life lived in us.
uh, the voices that we are to identify with him. We are to identify with Jesus. And as we identify with him, our confidence, our faith will grow stronger and stronger. Praise God. So, folks, there are, you know, I think I'm going to say, well, my mother lived to be 100 years, so we too, I'm going to be here for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, my, my father lived to be 120 years, when that means, me too, I'm going to live a long life. I think I'm going to say things like that. Basically, when you do that, what are you doing? You are identifying with your mom and your dad. Well, you are identifying with them. But we should not be identified with our mom and our daddy. We should be identified with who? Jesus. He doesn't say, as your mother is, so are you in this world. He doesn't say, as your father is, so are you in this world. He says, as who is, as, as Jesus is. You know what? My father is not my reference point. My mother is not my reference point. My reference point is who, church? You know, if I want to know how my life is going to look like on earth, then look at Jesus. Because Jesus is our standard. The Bible says, as he is. If the Bible says this way, that as he was, so are we in this world, I will still take it. Because as he was means, as he walked here on earth, as he was, well, you and I know that if you read Matthew, Matthew, Luke, and John, we know that as he was physically here on earth, we never read one day of him being sick, we never read one day of him not having enough money, we never read of one day of him being starved. So if we are to go with that part, we are still willing that the Bible doesn't talk say about as he was, it's not about as he is right now. That means in the resurrected body, so am I in this world. His life is supposed to be reflected in my life when here on the earth. But you know that you and I we have two heritages. We have a spiritual heritage. And we have one heritage. We have one, we have a natural heritage. And we have what's left uh, a spiritual heritage. So you have to make up your mind which of these two are you going to identify with? You know, I heard Kenneth Copeland say one time that when he got to a certain age, uh, you know, certain part of his body was not, you know, responding well. And he was having health challenges. And he went to God and said, God, what's going on here, God? And the Lord said to him, so, well, what is happening to you right now is what normally happens to every member of your family. When they get to a certain age, this certain ailment or pain, the same joy, so you are not the first, all the Copelands, they all have this certain ailment in their ancestry and lineage. 
And he said, okay, so what am I supposed to do, God? He said, well, just like you have your own natural ancestry and lineage, you also have a spiritual ancestry and lineage. The choice is yours. Which one do you want to identify with? Yes. And can say, I'm identifying with my spiritual heritage. Yes. You know who is our spiritual heritage? Jesus is our head. That's who it is. And if you look at the life of Kenneth Copeland, <laughs> anybody seen him recently? Healthy, strong. Is uh, is uh, over eighty years. Healthy, strong. He will still stand up for two hours, lay hands on people. How many of you know that that's not natural? You have to draw from your spiritual or your supernatural heritage to be able to function or to operate at that very level. You can't do that identify with your what church, your physical heritage. I hope you guys are listening to me this morning, church. So we have to make a decision to identify with our spiritual heritage. In other words, look, even if my father didn't live to be 100 years old, that doesn't have any effect on my life because I am operating with another, another I'm identifying with another heritage. So, 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 so I can't look at what is happening in my family tree, in my ancestry, in, in whatever is happening in my natural. I can't say, well, oh, this is going to be my future. This is going to be my ending. The devil is a liar. Don't you identify with that? You identify with the heritage of who you are, Jesus. Hallelujah. So I can't make Maybe members of my family, they failed in one area. Maybe their, their marriages didn't work. They didn't live long. They, they all have cancer in their lineage. Well, guess what? I, I, I'm not going to participate in that. I'm not going to do that because I'm not. I, the day I became born again, I have made a choice and a decision that I'm going to identify with my spiritual ancestry and lineage, and that is Jesus Christ. I thought you'd give me a better amen than that, church. In Hosea chapter 4, verse number 9, there is a statement there that says, and what the priests do, the people also do. I'm just going to stop there. The, the King James Version says, like priests, like people. Like priests, like people. And there shall be like people, like priests. Now don't forget that. Like what Like priests, like people. Like, people. like what church? Priests, like People. In other words, in, in Israel, uh, on an annual basis, the high priest will present himself to the Lord once in a year. And the high priest has to go with so many things. In the selection of the high priest, there, there's a Lord that goes into the selection of the high priest. He can have uh, sudden eyes. He can he can have any form of deformity in him. He can have any ailment in him. They, they, you don't just wake up and say you are high priest in the, in the Old Testament. They, you have to be examined. You can have certain diseases or certain sicknesses or certain deformities. Or you can look in a certain way. No, 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 no. You have to be, and you can't be too old to be a high priest. Why? 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 Because as the priest, 
powerful in this one church because they because he has to be blemished he has to be strong he has to be whole he can't be limpy he can't have any form of deformity because the wellness of the high priest will be reflected in the people's life if you remember in the old testament in 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 uh in 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 exodus at the Passover lamb, look at the, the selection that it must not, the, the, the lamb has to be, it's, it's a young lamb, it has to be examined, they have to check out on the health of the lamb, there's so much that goes into that, it's not just any lamb that they pick, the lamb has to be blameless, the lamb has to be examined, you know why? Because, because whatever is the state of the lamb, it will be reflected in the lives of the people who participate in the lamb and that's why God couldn't just pick anybody he has to pick Jesus he has to, Jesus has to be born he was the, the lamb of God you know that John saw him and said behold the lamb of God that takes the sins of the law there was no blame even when he stood before Pilate he washed his hands and said this man is blameless I find no fault in him that's man's examination the father has only examined him and found him to be worthy and human beings also examined him they also discovered that there was no fault in him there was no blame in him. You know why? So that whatever he is can be reflected in you and I. Yeah. Hallelujah. And that is so critical. That is so so critical that as he is. So Jesus is our standard. He is our model. So not your mother. Not your father, not the state of the economy, not the nation in which you live in. So whether things have went well with your ancestry and your lineage or not, it doesn't really matter because the lineage of Jesus Christ cancels every other negative ancestry and lineage. But we must choose to identify with the lineage of Jesus Christ. It's a choice. The Bible says our confidence will grow, our faith will increase increase as we identify with him. This morning, I want you to identify with Jesus. Amen. That as he is, so, so am I. If you're watching me on Sunday Life, or if you're in this room this morning, as you get this revelation, I'm telling you, something is going to happen to your physical body this very morning. I don't think you believe that this morning, church. I'm saying, as you, as the word of God has been taught, and as you see, you don't have to wait till the service is over for the life of Jesus to be reflected in you. While I'm preaching, while I'm teaching, the life of God can be lived in you even right now. You know, sometimes we come to church, but we don't have any expectation. We just go, we just follow the motion. Well, it's the last morning due of the year, so I'm going. But what about, no, 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 I'm going because I, 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 I want to be healed this morning. God is going to touch me this very morning. God is going to heal me of every ailment, of every disease in my body. I am healed this morning. If we have such expectation, before I even finish, something is going to be reconfigurated in your body hallelujah in the name of Jesus amen so Jesus is our standard he is our model in Isaiah chapter 51 verse number 
1 through 2. Isaiah chapter 51 from 1 to 2. Listen, listen to me, all who hope for deliverance, all who seek the Lord, consider. The word consider means pay attention or look to. He said, who, those who seek the Lord. How many of you seek the Lord? I know you seek the Lord. You are a seeker of the Lord. So he's talking to you. He said, who seek the Lord? Consider the rock from which you are caught. Yes. The quarry from which you are mined. Consider. Yes, think about Abraham, your ancestor. And Sarah, who gave birth to your nation. Abraham was only one man when I called him. But when I blessed him, he became a great nation. So what is he saying? He's saying that, that if you want to know what your future looks like, if you want to know what should be happening to you right now, you should do what? Consider the rock. The King James Version says, consider the rock from which you are hewn from. In other words, you pay attention. Look at your ancestry. Look at your spiritual DNA. Look at where you are cut off from. Look at where you are coming from. And if you will know where you are cut off from and you begin to identify with your spiritual heritage, then guess what? Then what is obtainable in your spiritual heritage will be obtainable in your body. And the good news is here on earth, not in the street by and by. These things we are talking about are not going to happen one day in the future. They are not going to happen in the millennial reign. The Bible says, as he is, so are we in this world. So am I in this world. The question is then, who is he? Who is he now? If I can find out who he is right now. Then, as I identify with, with who he is right now, then what is obtainable in him will be obtainable in me. So, what cannot be found in him cannot be found in me. No, I don't even think you believe that, Patrick. You know, when you go to the doctor, right, what do they do? They want to gather your family history. When, I, when, when you go to your doctor and the, for the first time, they are gathering information. They ask questions. How did your mom die? How did your father die? Uh, do they have, they give you a checklist of diseases. Did they have cancer? Did they have this? Did they have that? I mean, they go through all the lists. Why? Because from natural point of view, whatever happened to your mother and your father and your ancestors, it is bound to happen to you. Have you seen family that everybody in the family has cancer? They all die of cancer. There are families like that where everybody dies of cancer. But when you give your life to Jesus Christ and you become born again, the fact that everybody in your family died of cancer doesn't mean you are next in line. You cannot look to your father's DNA. You cannot look to your mother's DNA. You must look to the DNA of Jesus Christ. And in the DNA of Jesus Christ, there is no high blood pressure. There is no cancer. So you have to make up your mind. You know what? I am not participating in my family's DNA. 
I, I am not identifying with the family DNA. Everybody may have this, but I am the exception in my family because I'm connected and tied to the lineage and the ancestry of Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen this morning, church? Do you know that even when you want to get married, you have to be very careful what kind of family you're married into. That a wise person doesn't just see a girl and a, and a man and just say, okay, oh yeah, let's do it. No, 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 no. We've got to check out where you're coming from, man. You may have some crazy in your DNA. I don't want to give birth to crazy children. Do you know that they say that uh, uh, a mental illness is hereditary? Do you know that? That there are certain families where everybody, I mean, Uncle Rere, Uncle Pookie, I mean, they are all off. Are you aware that people, it happens to people like that? Absolutely. But the moment you give your life to Jesus Christ, you, you don't have to be a victim of your family's negative ancestry or lineage, you can opt out of that because you are connected and you identify with the heritage of Jesus Christ. And in his heritage, there is no cancer in the ancestry of Jesus Christ. There is no high blood pressure in the ancestry and the lineage of Jesus Christ. So if I want to know what should be happening to me, I need to look to the rock. I need to look to where I've been cut out from. I've been cut out from the lineage of Jesus Christ. Come on. Somebody clap your hands and praise him this morning, church. Hallelujah. I am of the stock of Abraham. I come from God. I come from Jesus Christ. Amen. Do you know, I was thinking about this scripture, 1 John chapter 5, verse number 4. You know, we need to look at that. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. For every child of God, and give me the, the King James Version. It came to his version and said, Whatsoever, whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Whatsoever is what church? Born of God. Come on now, here, listen. Whatsoever is what church? Born of God does what church? Overcometh the world. Whatsoever. But the key is, whatsoever is born of God. And what does that mean? Anything that has its origin in God will overcome the enemy. Come on, say it. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh coronavirus. Are you born of God? Yeah. Oh, some of you say, well, Pastor, please pray for me. I'm not sure. Are you born of God? Yeah. Come on, let me say it again. Are you born of God? You know what? You know what John even say in John chapter four verse four. He said, "Ye are of God, little children. You are of God. You are of God. You are of God. You have your origin in." Hallelujah! Glory! Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is Jesus who is in you than the cancer that is in the world, than the coronavirus that is in the world, than the high blood pressure that is in the world, than whatever, than the failure that is in the world. Come on, somebody child, I am of God. Yes, I am. I am of God. 
I am of God. I come from God. My origin is in God. You need to trace your ancestry. You know, we, we, people, people, people do a DNA test. They do a ancestry to trace where they come from. You know? And they take your saliva, and uh, there are various ways that they do, they trace your ancestry. Some people have traced their ancestry to Nigeria, others, I mean, uh, black people, of course, <laughs> uh, to Nigeria, uh, 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 Angola, uh, South Africa, and other, other countries. Here's what I will say to you. The day you become born again, you need to do a, a spiritual DNA test. I've done mine, and when I did mine, my, my, I traced it to the lineage of Jesus Christ. I, I come from God. I am of God. I am born of God. I have my origin in God. Hallelujah. And because I have my origin in God, what cannot be obtaining God, what cannot be obtaining Jesus, cannot be obtained in me. You need to, when the devil attacks you, you need to say, ah, that's not in my lineage. That's not part of my ancestry. She said, oh, this is not, this is not, this is, this is not, this is not part of our lineage. But many of us will just settle and say, whatever come, okay, fine, you know, rearing them have this, oh, okay, no, 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 you need, you need to do a, a research, uh, and you do that by studying the word of God, as you begin to find out who Jesus is, as, as you begin to discover who Jesus is, you will discover that there was no, I think uh, Brother Dio said earlier that if Jesus was physically walking on earth today, will he be hiding from the virus? Will he be afraid of the virus? No, he will do what he needs to do. He will wear face masks because the scientists committees do that. Maybe he will do that. Maybe he will not. I don't know. But here is where I am. At the end of the day, I do not believe that Jesus will be running for cover from coronavirus because he is greater and higher and more powerful than any virus, than any disease on planet Earth. Well, if he's not afraid of the virus, I am not afraid of the virus because he's my standard, he's my model. If I want to know what my future looks like, I don't look at you. I look at Jesus. We need to look at Jesus. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1, it says, consider the apostle of our faith. Look at Jesus. Pay your attention to him. Well, for holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider, look to, pay attention. Identify with the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. We need to look to our high priests. We need to pay attention to him, not to the scientific community, not to the television network. We need to do what? Look at Jesus, not look at the state of the economy, who is president, who is not president, the Dow Jones Industrial Average. We are not looking to that. We are looking to who, church? Come on, somebody. We look to Jesus. Doesn't the scripture say in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 2, looking on to who, church? Jesus is what is 
is our Father, the originator and the finisher of our faith. And this is this is so 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 important. Jesus is my standard. Jesus is my is is, is Jesus is my model. If I want to know what is going to happen to me, I don't look at other people. I look at Jesus. You you are made in the image and the likeness of Jesus Christ. Genesis chapter 1 verse number 26. There's something in reading it recently. I found something there. Then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. The King James Version says, let us make man two things there in our what? Image and after our what church? Like those are two different things. It's possible for you to have the image of Jesus Christ, but you don't have the likeness of Jesus Christ. There are two different things. But God said, let us make man. This man that we are making is going to have our image. He's going to have our stamp. And number two, he's going to be, it's going to be in our likeness. I'll give you an instance. My son has my likeness, my image. I, I, I mean, I see, he has my image, he has my forehead. In my family, we have a distinct mark. We have a distinct mark. I found out because of my older brother, you know, when we went home and my brother saw the mark, the birthmark on, on our son's back, and he said, he brought his own son, said, my son has the same mark at the same place. Why? We have image. But my son can have my image, but he may not have my likeness. You can have the image of God, but you don't have the likeness of God. What is the difference between the image and the likeness of God? Well, for you to be in the likeness of God, that takes time. As my son hangs around me, as my son associates with me, as my son, as we talk, as we do this, he will begin to like what I like. Yes. When you are born again, when you give your life to Jesus Christ, when you are born, you have the image of God, but the likeness of God takes time. Yes. You have to grow into the likeness of God. When you begin to like what he likes, when you begin to value what he values, when you begin to develop the likeness of God, it's, it's a lifetime. That is, that's what the Bible says, let this mind be in you, creatures also in Christ Jesus. It's when you get to a point whereby, you know, now my son likes to eat African food. He's not liking what I like. Are you with me this morning, church? Yeah. Uh, um, uh, he, he likes to communicate. He likes to talk. That's my likeness. I have to tell you all the time, Ojima, can you put a sock on it? He's a communicator. That's what I've, I've discovered with him. He, 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 he's not liking what I like. But when he was born, he has my image. But as time goes on, as we hang out together, in being part of a household, he's not liking what we like. We're telling him, here, in this household, we respect people, we honor people, we are not rude to people, we are not mean to people. So now when he begins to act like that, he's now in our likeness. And it's the same thing with you in your work with God. But let's just stick with the image of God. The Bible says in, in, in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 that God made us in what? In his image. He stamped, he stamped of approval on you 
you have his image you have his dna you 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 look like him you have you come from him Am I helping anybody this morning, church? So we have this image, and I could say in, in John 1st, John chapter 5, verse number 4, I, I am of God. I am born of God. I have my origin in God. I come from God. I am a heavenian who happens to be living in Georgia. Hallelujah. But make no mistake about it, I come from God. The Bible says in John chapter 3 that that, that we were born from above, not from beneath. And Jesus said, he that is from above is above all. St. John chapter 3, he that is from above is what church? Do you really believe that? Are you from above? Okay. I'm asking, are you from above? Then look at that. Thank you, Rachel. He that cometh from above is above all. He that is of the earth is earthly and speaketh of the earth. He that cometh from heaven is what church? Above all. And what is the all there that you and I are above? Above luck. Above evil. Above, uh, above uh, coronavirus. Above uh, cancer, above all this, above all this, I'm above all. Say, I'm, I'm of God. Say it again, I am born of God. My DNA is in God. Say amen this morning, church. The scripture doesn't say as he was, rather the scripture says as he is. As we look to him and identify with him, we become like him. You must see yourself through the lenses of Jesus. We must see ourselves the way he is. And I pray this morning that the Holy Spirit will give you a revelation of what he is right now. Because as he is right now, so am I in Lithonia, Georgia. And those of you watching me, whatever country you are, as he is, as you get a revelation of who he is, so are you now. So are you right now. Hallelujah. And as you begin to see yourself like that, something is going to happen. The life of God, the health of the Lamb, the wholeness of Jesus, everything that he is, is going to be duplicated in your body. So, so we must see ourselves through the lenses of Jesus, not through the lenses of our father, not through the lenses of our mother, but we must see ourselves through whose lenses? The lenses of Jesus. So the question is this, who is Jesus? How is he now? How we, see, if I can find out how he is right now, then that will give me an idea of what should be happening to me now in this world. Remember, the scripture we read says, as he is so are we as he is, so are we where in this world. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we where in this world. So how is he now? You know, I wrote uh, uh, some here, but there's no time, so I'm just going to go through. One, he's righteous. He is what church? He's righteous. righteous. Yes. 
So that, what does that make me? I'm righteous. So now, I don't have to have inferiority complex. I can go to God with boldness. Why? Because my, my righteousness has nothing to do with what I did. The righteousness I have is an imputed righteousness. It's a gift that has given to me. I am righteous because he is righteous. Remember we said, as the priest, so are the people. Our high priest is righteous. So guess what? That makes me righteous. I am righteous. And when you have this revelation, you can go before God without any sense of inferiority complex. We can go to him with boldness, without being ashamed or being embarrassed. I have access to him. Why? Because of Jesus. Am I helping anybody this morning, church? I am the righteousness of God. Why? Because he is righteous. Hallelujah. As he is, he is righteous. So am I in this world here. So because I'm righteous, I, I can have my prayers answered. I know he will come through for me because I am righteous. I am the righteousness of God. I will not be more righteous in heaven than I am right now. I am righteous when? Now. If you are born again, if you've given your life to Jesus Christ, then guess what? You are righteous when, church? As he is, and he is righteous, so I am righteous when, church? Now. So God's dealing with me is through the lenses of the righteousness of Jesus Christ. God's dealing with me, dealing with you and I, is through the lenses of the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Jesus is righteous, so I am righteous. As he is, so am I in this world right now. Can I get an amen this morning, church? Now for the sake of time, let me go to the second one. The other one is that he is rich. Come on now. Is that okay for me to say that? He is what he is. And if he is rich, so am I when Jesus comes back. I am rich when, church? Now. Now, it's one thing to know it is another thing to live it. Is it possible for you to do something but you are not really living it out? Yeah. It's possible to know that he is rich. If he is rich, and the Bible says, as he is, so am I. That means I have every right to say I am rich when church. Now. When there is a need in my life, I don't need to panic. I don't need to worry because he doesn't worry. He doesn't panic. When there is a need, I don't need to worry about it because the same way he is, that's the way I am. And I've never, even when Jesus walked on earth here, I never saw him worrying about what he's going to eat, what clothes he's going to put on, where is he going to stay. He never talked about that. That's in his physical body. Can you imagine in his resurrected body, sitting at the right hand of the Father? So 
I am abundantly supplied right now. You remember the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 8, verse number 9, it says, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know his grace. That even though he was rich, he became poor, that you through his poverty might become what church? Rich. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was watched rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, he became poor. Now, when the Bible says he became poor, that doesn't mean that he was, while he was physically here on earth, that he had no, he had no, he was suffering, he has no place to stay, he has no food to eat, he has no means of transportation. That's not what he's talking about. What he's talking about is that compared to where he's coming from, if you are coming from where he's coming from, everything on earth here is, is poverty to come to this earth here. Right? You know there's a way you can live your life that that I, I, I met a lady, I met a lady in a chief of millionaire. I met a lady in my last trip and, and she stayed in a in a certain hotel. And I said, I said, what happened? We went to school together years ago. He said, I checked out. I said, why did you check out? He said, because that hotel is poor to me. I said, wow. So, so, so that's poor. He said, yeah, compared to where I am, that's, that's poor. I, I don't do that no more. I, I've gone beyond that. And then she asked me to meet somebody. She said, oh, come, 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 come to my room and, and meet uh, this guy here. I met the guy. I said, so what does it do for you? So I'm, I'm ordering 13 cars for Christmas. I said, 13 cars? Yeah. I said, well, what kind of car? Is it like a Volkswagen or, or you know, you know? Um, and he said, no. He said, the least is an E-Class uh, 300. So you're ordering 13 of them here. Are you starting a car dealership? No. Why are you doing that? Oh, I give it away for Christmas gift. I said, you got it like that? I said, yeah. Well, I didn't want to act like I'm surprised. So I said, yeah, yeah, I got you. But in actuality, I said, wow, 13 cars. The guy said, well, I always import all her cars for her. So this time now, she's, she wants 13 of them. And I said, so what? So I'm going to give one to my son, one to my son-in-law, one to my daughter. And I said, what? He said, what? He said, then to other people again, 13 vehicles they'll be arriving by the middle of december and that's the gift i'm going to give away to people i was so casual about it like there's no big deal about that i'm praying that god will bring you to a place like that in the name of jesus <laughs> is it possible to get there yeah as he is so am i wait in this world See, when I begin to think like this, this is why I made up my mind that every trip I take to Africa must be business class. Why? Because if Jesus wanted to go business class, do you think he would have the resources to be able to go to Africa in a business class? Some of you, it's in your head, but it really hasn't gotten to the heart yet. That seems so far-fetched for you. Now, of course, it take, took time for me to get to where I am. This, this is a process. It takes time. It takes time. 
And, 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 and so now I've arrived at a place in my mindset, in my faith, in my confidence that moving forward, I am not going to be looking for a coach ticket. You know what we do? The first place we look at is where? Come on now, there are various columns there. There is, there is coach, there is economy, there is uh, economic comfort, and there is business class. But where is the first place we look at? Well, I don't think you guys are going with me this morning, Mr. Wall. We look at that very place here. So I made up my mind for the rest of my life, I will no longer be looking at the economy uh, column, I will be looking at the business class column. Doesn't mean it's because I have some money stacked up somewhere. No, but when there's a need, I can place a demand on it. I have never seen Jesus wanting to travel business class and he said, God, you all pretty much strengthen the law because I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, no, 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 no. If you needed it, it was available. Me too, if I need it, it is also available for me. It hasn't sunk in for some of you yet. It hasn't sunk in. You have to think through that. As he is, so am I in this world. He is rich, so I am rich. And the word rich doesn't mean necessarily that you are a millionaire. Rich means to be abundantly supplied. Can you give it to me in the uh, amplified version? To be abundantly supplied. That's the meaning of the word rich. It means I am abundantly supplied. For, for you are recognizing more clearly the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, his astonishing kindness, his generosity, his gracious favor, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that by his poverty you might become rich, abundantly what church? Yes. So if I want to buy a house, the resources I need to buy the house will be available. You are not you, you know, it's like, I don't know yet, Pastor, but I'm getting there, I'm getting there, I'm getting there. That's why we have to keep teaching the word to build your faith up. If I'm going to identify with him, if Jesus, you remember one time when he wanted to ride on a donkey? He sent for it. And he said, if anybody asks you, tell them the master has need of it. He was never stranded. For resources, for help. If you needed anything, it was what church available. In the same way, I identify with the wealth and the riches of Jesus Christ. I am abundantly supplied. During this Christmas period and before the end of 2020, I wanted to begin to release your faith to see abundance flowing in your direction. Amen. Now, whatever you want to do, you want to be a blessing to your son, to your to your daughter, to your family, to any member of your family, that the resources you need to be a blessing to them. Receive it now in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, shout a life, faith, amen. So, he has no lack, therefore I have no lack. Here's the, the third part because of our time. Here's the third part. The third part is that Jesus is whole. He's healthy. Therefore, I am healthy. Jesus has no sickness. Guess what, church? 
this is how we identify with him. And, 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 and folks, you, when, once you get this message, you begin to declare it every day. You begin to confess it every day. I say, he's so am I in this world. He is strong, I'm strong. He's healthy, I'm healthy. Check this one out. He's young, I'm young. He's full of energy, I'm full of energy. As he is, so am I in this world. Hallelujah. He's young, I'm young. He's strong, I'm strong. He's, un he's unstoppable. I am unstoppable as well, church. He has no stroke. I have no stroke. He has no high blood pressure. I have no high blood pressure. He has no pain. I have no pain. He has no cancer. I have no cancer. What is not obtainable in him is not obtainable in me. What cannot be found in Jesus cannot be found in me. Come by somebody. As he is, so am I. Now, I got, you, this scripture I'm about to share with you is it, really going to bless you. Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 30. Ephesians 5, 30. Look at that. And we are what church members. We are what church? We are. I want you to think about that. We. I am a member of his body. I am a member of Jesus' body. And we are members of what church? Say after me, I am a member of Jesus' body. Say it again, I am the body of Jesus Christ here on earth. Other translation says we are we are we are bone of his bone. We are flesh of his flesh. We are look at that. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of what church of his. There's a word I'm hearing right now. If I'm a member of his bones, if he has no osteoporosis. I have no osteoporosis. Well, that's a big one. Osteoporosis is a bone disease. So if you are listening to me right now, if you are in this room right now, I decree over your body, be healed in your bones in the name of Jesus. You know what they say, that the older you get, right? Is that what they say? That the older people get, what happens? Their bones are weaker. Am I right about that? Their bones are not as strong as they used to be. Their bones break down. They have bone diseases. The child of God, for the rest of your life, you will never have a bone disease in your life because you are a member of his bones. Do you catch that one right now? Let me speak to you right now. If there be any disease in your bones right now, on streaming live and in this room, I command your bones to be healed right now. I command every disease to lose its grip on your bones right now. In the name of Jesus, shout amen, I receive. I'm a member of his bone. His bones are my bones. I am a member of his bones. Hallelujah. 
bones are not weak, my bones are not weak. If he has no bone disease, I have no bone disease. If he has no osteoporosis, I have no osteoporosis. It doesn't matter how old I am. I can be 90 years old. I can be 100 years old. I have no bone disease. I am a member of his bone. I'm a member of his bone. Therefore, my bones are as strong as his bones. My bones are as healthy as his bones. My bones are whole as his bones because I am a member of his bones. For the rest of my life, I will never have a bone disease. I will never have a breakdown of any bones. That will never be my portion. Why? Because it cannot be found in Jesus. Whatever disease cannot be found in Jesus cannot be found in me because I am a member. I have traced my lineage and my ancestry to the DNA of Jesus Christ. So what cannot happen to Jesus cannot happen to me because I identify with his bones. And not only do I identify with his bones, I identify with his flesh. Kidney failure. That's flesh. What else again? High blood pressure. Cancer. What else again? Coronavirus. Uh the flu, the Russian flu, or the, the, what a, the, I don't even care what it's called. Whatever the name is, it doesn't really matter. I am a member of his flesh. I am a partaker of his flesh. I identify with the DNA and the ancestry and the lineage of Jesus Christ. Do you know what I'm talking right now? If you begin to release your faith, something is happening in your body, in your flesh, in your bones, right? Now, you don't have to wait for us to lay hands on you. You can identify right now. Hallelujah. I am. I am. I am a member of his bones, of his flesh. I am a partaker. I am joined to him. I am joined. I'm a member of the body of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. The Bible says in the book of, uh, I think, Colossians chapter 2, I think, it says, us, it says, not separating the head from the body. Not separating the head from the body, not doing what church, separating, not putting a dichotomy between what church, the head, and what church, the body. It's, it's saying to you, child of God, that you and I should never separate the head from what church, from the body. Thank you so much. And not holding the head from which all the body by joints and bonds having nourishment minister and knit together increase it with the increase of God is it not not separating the head many of us we are living our lives in such a way that we are separating the head from the body our problem is that we are separated the head from the body when you do that you get in trouble yeah. 
I can't. If I cut off her head, is her body going to be affected? Of course. Let me ask you a question. If I, okay, her ears are in her head. If she can't hear, will that affect the rest of the body? It's just a simple question I'm asking you guys. Yes. If if I if I blindfold her or she's blind, can she will that affect the rest of her body? Yes. If her mouth she can't speak, will that affect the rest of her body? Yes. So the Bible says you can never separate the body from what church from the yes. head. Here is what it says. Who is our head? Jesus. Who is the body? You and I. Satan, you can't separate me from my head. And my head is Jesus Christ. I wish I had the right people this morning. Jesus is our head. Many of us who live our life will be suffering. Yes, that can happen to Jesus. See, that happened because he's the son of God. See, that happened because he's from Israel. That happened because he said, you have to understand me. You have to know my landline. You have to know where I come from. I was born on the other side of the track, not separating from the head from the body. You have to know that I'm a single mother, not separating from the head from the body. You have to know that the doctor said this, not separating from the head from the body. All these things that are coming, they are coming to separate you, the body, from the head. Jesus Christ, hallelujah. Is it not, not holding the head? Why? From which all the body, by joints and bands, having nourishment, ministered and knit together, increase it with the increase of God from today. Live your life in such a way that you are not separating whatever is happening to Jesus. Don't separate yourself from that. Don't detach yourself from that. We are joined to his body. We are members of his body. We are partakers of his body. We are hooked up. We are tied up. We are joined to the lineage and the ancestry of Jesus Christ. When you get this revelation, you don't have to wait for people to lay hands on you. Well, you know, when, that, when there's, there's, a, there's a man coming to town, they say it's a prophet. Man, forget that prophet, man. Jesus. There is none greater than Jesus. Well, you know, so-and-so is coming to town, and when they come, things happen. No, 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 no. They are not greater than Jesus. Well, Jesus is in the room. You can be healed this morning. If you're watching me on streaming live, if you're in this room here, you can receive your healing right now. Hallelujah. Some of you, you can be healed instantaneously right now. But some of you, as you keep confessing it every day, you keep declaring it every day, not separating from the head from the body. I am the member of the body of Christ. Therefore, cancer has no place here. Pain. Jesus has no pain in his lower back. Therefore, I have no pain in my lower back. Jesus has no cancer. Therefore, I have no cancer. Je Are you hearing me, church? Jesus is not broke. I am not broke. Jesus never breaks down. I never break down. Jesus is not down. I'm not down. Why? I identify with my head. It's time for you to begin to identify with your head. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Good word this morning. You know, the, the thing the devil brings, he wants to, he, he makes things happen to say, well, you know, you have to know where you come from. You have to know, you know, do you know where you come from? You don't have an education. You don't have this connection. You don't have this. All those things are just an attempt to say, to separate you from your head. 
I want to serve you, say something to you. Throughout the month of November, how must you live your life? Do not separate your cell from your head. Jesus, he's the head of the church. He's the savior of the body. He is the supreme owner and the lot of the church. So guess what? Whatever is not happening to him, it's not happening to me. See, are you with me? You don't need us to lay hands on you. You just have to look at the, get a picture of Jesus. He's whole, he's healthy, he's strong. If anything is not happening to him, then Satan, you can't put it on me. I reject it. I, I, I say no to it. And for some of us, you have to say it over and over and over and over. Even though it has not happened yet, you keep saying it. You keep, you say, Jesus has no paralysis in any part of his body. Therefore, you have to rise up and say, hey, I can't have paralysis. Well, you know, this is what happens when you have stroke, not separating from the head, from the body. You know, well, this is the way your life will be. You will never use your leg. You will never use your hand. No, 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 doctor. You're trying to separate me from my head. There is no part of Jesus' body that is not active. Did you hear what I'm saying this morning, church? There is no part of Jesus' body that is not functioning well. Oh, they are whole, they are strong, they are healthy. I am a member of his body. I am a partaker. I am joined to his bone. His bone is my bone. His strength is my strength. His health is my health. What he is, I am in this world. Yeah. Stand to your feet this morning. Hallelujah. Church, how does this happen? I have to tell you that before we leave. How does this happen? As he is, so am I in this world. So how can as he is become how I is or I am in this world? When I say is, I'm just playing, okay? I know the difference. I'm just being funny. So uh, but I guess my funniness is not funny to you guys this morning. <laughs> You're not feeling my joke this morning. Oh, thank you. But you know how we become like him? Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 18. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 18. So all of us, all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. Give me the King James Version. I like the way He renders it. But we all, with open face, look at the next word, church, beholding beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image are changed into the same image are changed into the same image from what? from glory to glory so Sandra how do I how does as he is, how do I become as he is in this world? Here is the statement. Whatever you behold, you become. Whatever you do, whatever you behold, what will happen, church? You become that thing. 
Now we can go to so many other places. You remember when Jacob caught the the, the cows and the sheep, and he put a he cut a tree and he put holes in them. And as the cows behold that, as they looked at what Jacob put in front of them, they began to they began to get pregnant on the inside. They began to get pregnant with uh, what do they call it? With uh, uh, that's a word. The black and white thing, the doubt is it what is it called? What? Spot, yes, yes, yeah. There were solid cows, there were solid sheep. But Jacob said, I know this principle that if I can put whatever I put in front of them, they are going to become that very thing. So whenever they come to drink water, right in front, this is the way cows and sheep they, they drink, they will drink and then they will look. They will drink and then they will look. And Jacob said, I'm gonna put spotted trees in front of them, and as they are looking at the tree, as they are beholding the tree. Something is going to happen. There's going to be a supernatural configuration on the inside, and they will become what they are beholding. And they begin to behold it. They begin to behold it. And they begin to be, and everything they give birth to became became spotted cow, spotted sheep, spotted goat. And the Bible says, by the time Jacob left, Laban's son says he has taken all the wealth of our father. How did he do that? By by looking. He said they can look. If you will look at it, if you will behold it, you will become it. <laughs> So my question is, what are you beholding? Which part of Jesus are you beholding? I submit to you that many in the church have the wrong image of Jesus. And, and if, I, if I believe wrong, my, 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 my actions will be wrong. The steps I take will be wrong. What picture? You know there are some people who have the picture of Jesus who is, he has no place to stay. He's just broke. He's just suffering. He's just hurting. So if, if that's the picture you behold, then, then, then guess what? It's going to affect you. You'll say, well, you know, you know, you know, whatever he gives me. No, 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 no. I behold Jesus. Do you know, do you know how heaven is like? The gold people are dying here for that's what we walk on. They are not, they are not, they are, they are, they are made of gold, the diamonds, everything you see there. Folks, let me share something with you. If God wanted you and I to be broke, then He wouldn't have put every good thing that we need here in the Garden of Eden. For the fact that if he wanted man to suffer, then he would have created him first and let him suffer a little bit before producing everything else in it. He didn't do that. He provided everything man needed and he put him on the scene. That's an indication that provision before you showed up. Before you woke up this morning, the provision for today, the provision for the month of December is already available for you and I. It's already available. God would not have brought you into this month if he doesn't have provision for you and I. That's right, Pastor Jesus. see, that's why when you come to church, we, that's why we encourage you to come to church. You know what? Because my job is to help you see correctly. Because many of you are not seeing well. 
You, you have the wrong image. You have the wrong picture. You are seeing Jesus broke. Therefore, you are broke. Listen, listen to me, church. I don't stress for anything. Even this, this, uh, this few days, you know, because I'm, I'm adopting uh, a child from Nigeria, just the, just the, the legal fee alone in America, yeah, not just Nigeria, the legal fees alone, it's costing maybe seventeen, eighteen thousand dollars and they say I have to have certain amount of money at a certain time and, and, and our son's birthday is on the 4th of November our son in, we were adopting in Nigeria and by if, if we don't file before the 4th once your child turns 16 you, no more, you can no longer adopt so I'm talking to my sister in Nigeria he said I'm really stressed out I said why? he said because where are you going to get the money from? he said, I said, I said but you are laughing I say, yeah. He said, why are you laughing? I say, if you know what I know. Yeah. Or if you know who I know, yeah. you will sleep and laugh like I'm laughing and sleep. Yeah. I said, Teresa, let me share something with you. Let me share something. Here's what's going to happen. If, if I don't have the money, if the money, I said, the money will show up. But if the, I don't have to pay all the money up front, you know, they tell you you pay this amount, you pay this amount, but, but I, I, the amount that I needed to pay for that segment, I didn't have it, it's not in my bank. I said, Teresa, don't worry about it. Here's what's going to happen either the money will be there, or favor will buy time until the money shows up. <laughs> Guess what? They never even bothered me until I had money, then I took it to them. <laughs> So I, I can't be real. I don't have to stress. I don't have to worry because Jesus is not stressing. Jesus is not worried. So I don't need to do that. Can you imagine Jesus in the ship? He's sleeping. He's sleeping. You need to sleep, child of God. Go to sleep. Oh, how are we going to pay this bill? Oh, this son is acting up. Oh, this daughter is acting up. Is your staying up going to fix that boy? Is that going to fix the son? As he is. Come on, say it again. As he is. Who am I? This world. So, so, so that's the scripture. Uh, uh, the other one is, I don't have time. It, it's Matthew chapter chapter fourteen. Jesus is is uh, Jesus is. Uh, Jesus is walking on water, right? And 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 Peter said, "Well, I want to, I want to, I want to be like you. I want to walk like you. I want to walk over water like you." Jesus said, "Well, Peter, I don't really need you here. You know, there is no redemptive value in your coming here. I don't need you. But if you want to go the way I'm going, <laughs> if you want to operate at the frequency, at the level of operating, then come on, Peter." You can come up. And the Bible said, Peter came, he began to walk on the water. And when he began to walk on the water, the water began to respond to Peter the same way he responded to Jesus. I don't think if you're hearing me this morning, church, cancer should respond to you the same way it responds to Jesus. Talk should respond to you the same way it responds to Jesus. Life should respond to you the same way it responds to Jesus because I am a member of the body of Jesus Christ. As he is, so am I in this world. And what happened? 
that took his eyes off of him started sinking. You know what many of us have been sinking in our health? Sinking in our finances? Sinking in our marriages? Sinking in our lives? We are, our eyes have been taken off of Jesus. As long as Peter's eyes were on Jesus, he walked from the water. So the summary of what I'm saying to you is that we have to begin to keep our eyes on Jesus. We have to look at Jesus. We have to look at him because he's what? He is the author and the what church and the Thank you for tuning in to the message brought to you by Overcomers Christian Fellowship. If this message has been a blessing to you, would you consider partnering with the ministry? Your financial contribution will go towards furthering the gospel here in the United States and abroad. Overcomers Christian Fellowship greatly appreciates your contribution and pray that it is met a hundredfold. May God's countenance shine upon you and his hand be steadily upon your life. You can connect with the ministry through our website at www.ocfinternational.org.